0: Well, good evening, it's Arlo Johnson in Vernon, B.C. checking in, and uh, glad to see you, hope you're all well. Today is uh, October the 4th at about 9.45 p.m. A little late in in the evening to be doing this, but of felt like doing it. The um, things I'd like to talk about a little bit tonight is, uh, you know, not really what I usually talk about, but it, I mean, it's in the same vein. And, uh, uh, things that I've had sort of an inkling about, but I never really knew too much about it. I mean, you know, just feelings about it. And, uh, well, you know, I have, uh, I've said lately, I mean, in the last few years or whatever, you know, this business of abortion is a, a very serious thing. Not just, you know, not just some little thing. It's a very serious thing. It affects the whole universe, really. And I've often wondered about it, you know, like, how does this work? How how can this be? and How can this be tolerated? But, you know, the more I look into things and read things, see things, whatever else, I have said before that the, the, the child being aborted and being killed is not the problem. God is fully capable of resurrecting that child and from what I understand, there is a nursery <laughs> in heaven right now, where God is, where they're not going to stay as babies, they're going to mature at a different rate than they are would have been on earth. But they will mature. Now, that throws a whole different light on things, doesn't it? You see, uh, one of the things that we sometimes do not realize or ever been taught is how important we are in God's eyes. For instance) not that I can vouch for this, but there are people who say <laughs> that they had a near-death experience or whatever, and they were drawn into uh, up the tunnel of light and all that sort of stuff. And this one guy said, uh, when he got there, he said he was met by three beings, quite big beings, one was sort of an angelic-looking one, you know, real angel type. Another was a, a warrior type, and uh, bigger yet, but, you know, like 12, 15 feet high, whatever, in his estimation. <clears throat> but he said that the, the, what the thing that got him was, and this is spelled out in the re in, re. In, spoken of in the Bible, where for instance, uh, in Revelation, uh, John did something bowed down to this angel or something and the angel says, "Don't, don't, don't bow down to me, uh, only God." And the reason is this uh, one person says is that they are in, angels are in awe of you. They're just in awe because what they see in you, you don't realize, but they see a spark of the the Creator. They're not children of God. They are messengers, workers. But when they look at you, they see a spark of the Eternal. Now, you don't realize that. And you know, that puts a different spin on things, doesn't it? I mean, here's beings that are eternal beings. They live forever. And they have jobs to do. They do this and that. And different than people with jobs on Earth, of course. But they have jobs. They are messengers, workers, whatever. And very powerful, And uh, for them to, and I have sort of got that inkling before, but I kind of, I thought, well, that's not, That can't be the right thing to think that, uh, that you're more important than an angel is or whatever. But I'm starting to believe that that's why God goes through all this stuff that's why he's arranged this and uh, that that is something that that um, humbles you isn't it I mean to think that God considers you to be so important to be as a son now when I say son, I didn't say daughter, in one sense there is sons and daughters for a certain period of time. But, in the long run, in the heavenly kingdom, when it is that kingdom, then there is no, then there is only sons. And that is spelled out in different places. And, if you're honest about it, God would never want two sexes, battling and arguing and being jealous and whatever or the tendency to do that no, never for eternity you couldn't do that so when uh, if somebody's qualified to go to heaven and if Jesus resurrects you and (laughs) if you're in his book of life, that's what you're going to do now, a woman can be resurrected just as well as a man, and be conformed to what uh, uh, what would be the state of a, a, a child of God or whatever in coming life in in heaven, which would be they claim something looking similar similar to a young 25-year-old male or something. Well, that's not that bad. That's that's not bad for anyone. A a human male like myself would have to be changed to that too. So, you know, uh, the thing is, you have to admit, God does does things totally different than we think. He does. I, one thing that baffles me is, you know, to, uh, for a woman to come to an age, a a time in this world history never was before, but it is now, where they want to kill their own children. It used to be uh, the thing that women craved to have child, P- prayed for children, hated to be barren and not have children, and now to say, you know, I want to tell them I don't want to interfere in my life. It's my life, I don't want them to interfere. Now, and for some group of people to be influenced to say that is a right that you had to kill because to to lie about it and say, well, this is not a, a, a human being. It's just a blob of flesh or something that's growing inside me. You're right. It is a blob of flesh and it is growing inside you and it is not you. You are, from day one, women were created to be a carrier. They have a womb for that reason. So, but the thing is, what is the penalty for that? Who's who's more who's more uh, uh, responsible for that death of that baby, the woman or the man? You know, the man carries the seed. The woman doesn't carry the seed. The man carries the seed impregnates the woman and puts it in her egg. Now he tells her, ah, kill it. Or she says, I want to kill it. But she wouldn't be pregnant unless it was for him putting the seed in her. Now, you know, I'm sure God doesn't think like we do. He may may put 90% of the blame on the man. Who knows? And if that if that determines that they're going to be banned from the city of God and life with God in the future that's bad. Very, very bad. Can't get worse. That's the worst it can get. And you know I just wonder if there's a way that God is going to ma- mitigate this somehow. Oops. I really don't know, but God, God is very, uh, very cognizant of the fact that you were, that He had you created. And he wanted you to be one of his children, to live with them. He didn't want you to be born to be destroyed. And there may be, he knew that you were going to sin and I was going to sin. That's why. The one part of God, which is the word, had to agree before there was a world, before there was time. Way in advance. Before this whole plan was put together. That he would have to die for the sins of the people, humans, that God was going to create. And God knew that because he said, my law, my ten commandments and whatever, is a holy law. It is not a hard law. But unless you want to keep it, it's, it's very hard for people to keep because they don't want it. And their, uh, their life is more important than catering to God's life. You know? So, I mean, there's, there's tough deals. And, and he says his law cannot be changed. It's, it's a forever law. And the penalty for breaking his law is death. No ifs and buts. It's death. Now, whether that's death or suffering or just elimination or perishing, there's people who believe always on that. Now, here's the thing. There may be an opening... Of some kind for people who are condemned, because he said God says in most cases that he will not condemn you, he will allow you to condemn yourself if that's the case, he will step back and allow you to do that, and if you do then, then that you you get a hardening of the person uh uh No conscience. No remorse. I never did anything wrong. Not that I... I'm not sorry for anything. I am not sorry for anything. No remorse. No nothing. I won't ask for forgiveness. If you don't ask for forgiveness, you condemn yourself. God will forget if you ask. Now, that's the thing. Here's the other thing. In this kingdom of God, which is a huge one, he, Jesus said there will be the, those who are the greatest in that kingdom and those who are the least. Hmm. That's a big, big area. What are the Generals and privates, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but there'll be different levels, that's for sure, <sighs> yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I suspect that it's a good thing to wake up to the, wake up to the fact that you do have to make a decision maybe you've made it already but as long as you have breath in you and you are alive you can make you can make a final decision you can go from that to that and you can accept what god says if you do that you are in a much much better position now <clears throat> The uh, thing I heard, I was looking at something here the other day and it kind of caught my eye, it was some saying this guy had. And he said, <clears throat> when uh, prayer is your habit, I'll say that again, when praying is your habit, miracles are most likely your lifestyle. When prayers are your habit, miracles are most likely your lifestyle. And I believe in prayer because I just, I've seen it work. And uh, to me, it is the most powerful thing in this whole universe because you can make a petition and ask for whatever practically to the creator of everything, who knows everything, has all power, and all whatever. Knows if you're going to ask, knows what you're going to ask, but you have to ask it. (laughs) Ah, I could tell you a couple of things that are pretty, I should tell you this one. It's not a big deal, but it's, It's something. I think it was April 11th this year. We had to burn a big brush pile and and lumber pile from building houses. And it had built up a huge pile. It was on the edge of the property. All the houses were built away from it. But we had to get a north wind so it was blowing away from the property before we could burn it. This was on April the 11th. On April 15th, the uh, ban to burn was going on, going to be put on. So on the 11th, we had had a south wind for days, a couple of weeks, see like, and we could never get a, a, a north wind. And... <clears throat> I said to the guys, I said, we've got to burn this thing while it's still a burn season somehow. So on the 11th, I came out in the morning about 4 to 8. One of the guys there was spraying a little diesel fuel on the pile, and he's going to try and light it because there was no wind. It was dead, dead, still. And I told him, no, we can't do that yet. If it's still like this, it'll turn south and blow right in. And then we'll have a heck of a time. I said, let's wait till tomorrow. Well, okay. So he didn't light it. And I decided I'm going to I'm going to ask the creator of the universe, who's in charge of the weather, if he would give us a break. So, uh, on the 11th, I... I don't know, afternoon or something, I was sitting in my car and I just said, I prayed to God, I said would you allow us to have a north wind for about four hours tomorrow so that we can burn this brush pile and I said I would like that very much and thank you very much and that's it and that's all I said On April the 12th, I came out about 7.30 in the morning, 8 o'clock. He had already lit the fire. It was burning. It was starting to burn pretty good. And I opened the door and looked and come up. And here I could see the smoke was going, blowing to the south. Nice, soft uh, north wind, just blowing it away from the project. Blowing it south towards Okanagan Lake. And I thought, wow, I said, thank you very much, thank you. And pretty soon the whole thing just roared, because it was a big pile. And, well, three hours later, around 11, 11 11.15, it had burnt right down, and I told the guy, I said, you know what, you better chill it now. Put the fire hose on it. He put the fire hose on it, and in a matter of minutes later, the wind turned to the south. I'm not making this up. You can look up the, the weather records for Vernon, B.C., if you like, for April 11th and April 12th, and you will see what I'm saying. I'm not making up a thing. That's actually happened. How and how did I get exactly about four hours of a nice, soft north wind in the in the midst of all south wind? That's turned around. You know, it's likely not hard for God to do. And I've come to the conclusion sometimes that God delights in doing. Well, that's not a small thing, but it is just, you know, a helpful thing. And he likes to be recognized for it, that he does this. And he should be thanked, you know, I do, I, I thank him profusely, I just thank you, thank you very much. Now, that's just one thing. There's several other things happen to me. (laughs) And I've realized that there is no other system in the universe like prayer. It is instantaneous. It is free. It is available twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, always available. On what channel, I had no idea. It's a mind thing that goes to into the ether and whatever. But the thing is, God is in control of that and knows it. He knows it. He knows already if you're going to pray to him and ask him to do something. That's the thing about it, you know. This business of... I believe that this, we live in a plan. We're coming to the end of this plan. People will reject that God has anything to do with that. They'll try to balk it. They're going to say, we are going to save this planet. We're going to save it. Yes, sir. Even if it kills you. And I think they'll do that because they don't don't want to acknowledge that God has a plan and that this is the wind-up of this planet Earth. This age, it still has another thousand years to go. And then it will... Heaven and Earth will disappear. And a new Heaven and a new Earth. Big Earth. Way bigger than this one. Way bigger. Like three hundred and seventy-two times bigger. Is what it has to be to accommodate his city that's going to descend on this planet. Otherwise, if it descended on this planet, the size of that city would be if it was sitting flat, the outer edges would be 70 miles. From the surface of the earth because of the curvature of the earth yeah take something 1500 miles uh, and put it on this ball that's what would happen it fit. I'm sure the city's not going to be smaller earth is going to get have to be much much bigger there's not going to be any Sun and Moon there's not going to be any ocean, no sea, the river of water or whatever will run out of this huge city into the countryside or wherever. That's all I know. I mean, I haven't studied that good enough or anything, but huge, huge thing. Oh, you know such a gift that people, how they can say they don't believe in that I don't I don't understand that. Just think, angels will bow down to you because God created you. you are a spark of God's being. That's quite a thing, and that's how much how much more blessed could you be? When we don't even know. It? Well, when people, when the habit of people is to pray, miracles is usually. Their Lifestyle. I suggest that you start living that lifestyle as most likely way better. Way better. And don't be ashamed to call on Jesus. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. Don't let the name Jesus Christ <coughs> stick in your throat. Because if it does, it means you you're ashamed to talk about Jesus. He says, if that's the case, he'll be ashamed to talk about you. And that would be disastrous for you. So, time to make a few changes, I guess, eh? And, with that, I hope you subscribe if you feel like it, and I always leave that to the last Most likely nobody (laughs) goes to the last to hear this even. But anyway, kindest regards to all of you, and may God bless you.